Hi, I'm Miracle in Namiti Archibong and this is SEO in 2023. Miracle, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? So my number one tip for SEO 2023 is SEO is becoming more and more about what people say about you and what not what you say about yourself. So I I give some kind of context for that. You know, in the past, SEO used to be about, you know, you do your research, you get a bunch of keywords and you say lovely things about your product, you optimize them and bish bash boom, you know, obviously there are other things behind that. There's the link engine and all of that. And then you rank. But now Google has gotten so sophisticated. It's less about what you're saying to your customers that I do and more about what the feedback your customers are giving Google that this is how you do. And that in turn affects your rankings. Okay, so you talk about how your customers give feedback to Google. So in what way do they actually deliver this feedback? So in terms of reviews, what they're chatting about you on forums, you know, how much another kind of feedback that I see that is increasingly important is the volume of brand search plus product. I've seen increasingly with with um, different kind of industries or marketing kind of uh, sectors that increasingly brands with high kind of brand demand and kind of brand plus product searches usually rank higher and so it's that kind of user demand user interest that is now you know filling into like the algorithm okay okay so focus on brands if people search for your product plus demand uh, plus your brand then obviously you're going to win from that um, there as well but you also say treat seo as a product so so what do you mean by that So it's more and more like paying a lot of attention to your brand, paying a lot of attention to your brand. Before that used to be the primary domain of marketing. I'm like, hey, SEO focusing on generic, but you have to pay attention to your brand. And the way you treat SEO as a product is you have to be more and more, not just be like, oh, SEO is not a silo. You need to know your PR agency, but you need to be involved in social. You need to be involved at, at a product level when people are making change, when people are creating products, you need to know what your competitors are doing. So SEO needs to be treated not just as a department on its own, but as an online owner. And it's that kind of, I'm finding myself, the more I go, you know, as, as I progress in my career and when you get start getting leadership you know, responsibilities, having to be the one that's like, uh, why are we doing, I know we're creating this product, but if we don't put this and that and that, that's going to affect our brand. Usually all of those discussions are had way before the SEO team is like, the SEO team is presented with a product that they now have to optimize and create visibility for. But now the SEO has to be in the conversation when this new products are being created because we have information of what the competitors are doing online, of what the landscape looks at. And that is beginning to feed in. It used to be before that you can have your offline campaign and that's driving everything towards SERP. But now competitors are searching social media. They're looking at reviews. There's so many other things that are feeding into that. So you can be screaming that we have the best product in the world, but all the online chatter is your product is really bad you're never going to do well so it's knowing that seo is it's it's really interesting to see the way the power dynamics is beginning to shift and the conversations that seo is beginning to get involved in you know the conversations like oh when we sign on a new client how do we track because information is vital you know what does the seo need to be make sure they have all the information they want so it's really interesting seo really needs to be given you know i've started to see creeping like vps that are from the seo department because people are beginning to understand the power 
of, of online marketing. And it's not like they didn't understand before, but it was just easier for them to be like, oh, we'll push this money towards above the line campaign and we'll see the results. But those lines are getting blurred now because it, it, it's cheaper, you know, above the lines getting more expensive, it's getting less visibility. People skip ads all the time. People feel they want brands that are not pushed giving them the hard sale. And so S- online marketing, online visibility is kind of being seen as, oh, this this could be cheaper for us. Ads are getting more, more expensive. The competition is getting really, really tough. So SEO needs to be involved for them to have that success. They need to be involved at the core of what is this product? SEO, do your research. How can we start, you know, in those kind of conversations, SEO is, needs to be involved in order for SEO to be successful. Okay, so SEO drives ability, uh, visibility, or certainly is a, a big part of dri- driving visibility internally. And th- this should be sold internally within an organization as that, i.e. SEO is an important element in helping our brand be noticed online. Um, you also mentioned this and that and that when you were talking about your product teams and the conversations that you have with product teams. Uh, So let's dive into that in a little bit more depth. Um, So if you are fortunate enough to be able to be at the table with a product team when they're talking about what they're going to be doing in six months time or so, what kind of questions should SEOs be asking product teams and saying to product teams to try and influence what is included? First thing is how does this translate in the online space? because it's good to build a thing because usually when the product is talking and they're talking to the developers, they're, they're building something that they know would work. And the first thing is we want to put X in, X into Y and we want Z. They're not thinking about when we put X into Y and we get Z, how is Z displayed online? So first of all, when you get into those conversations of build and it's more like when they now get to Z, they come back and be like, oh, this doesn't display well. Uh, They now start trying to put hacks in and sometimes it might be too expensive and you're just like, okay, we'll go with what it is. It's literally, you know, now that we're having this conversation, how does this translate online? How are we going to be able to display this? You know, as we're building this product, what does the journey look like? Yes, you're building the journey, but how am I going to be able to track this journey? What can we put in place to make sure that it's easy to track the journey so that we can get the data we want to be able to make improvements? So it's those kind of conversations. And when you're talking to your marketing team and like, oh, we're putting this product out as this, and you're like, yes, our competitors are doing X, Y, Z. What is so unique about this product that we can market from an online perspective when we are creating content because yes we can go out and look for generic keywords and be like oh a product does this and but if everyone's saying that especially in the era of useful helpful content how is this helpful how is this helpful and how does this translate online you know it's really interesting because you see above the line campaigns that focus on a lot of slogans slogans and they're like oh a product is but that doesn't really translate online because say for instance I, I create a frictional campaign marketing like biscuits and it's like biscuits makes you good and for lack of a better slogan, or biscuits make you happy. <laughs> I don't, I don't you think happy. you're going to move into the slogan the slogan game anytime soon. No, right? you, you can see it's, it's not it's not my forte. So let's let's rephrase that. Say so biscuits make you happy, and that's a lovely thing to take on an, to an above the line campaign. But that doesn't translate when you come back to the web because no one is searching for biscuits that make you happy. 
Gene, isn't that? People mm. are searching. Absolutely, for. absolutely. Yes, I've certainly encountered that before as well. <laughs> so it's, it's, it sounds like, um, well, maybe not, not not that particular strap, strap line, but I mean, certainly the, the concept. And um, yeah. it sounds like it's still a challenge with teams like product teams actually involving SEOs uh, when they need to be involved. So that makes me think that perhaps business departments, marketing departments need to be better arranged to ensure that SEOs have the input at the correct moment, because it's probably not just down to the SEOs to do stakeholder management and and try to ensure that their voices are heard at the right time. Surely this should be intrinsically happening within the the, the organisation, i.e. it should be happen, happening naturally. So if that's the case, then maybe it's better off um, perhaps creating an online brand team and then having a technical SEO as part of that department. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that and also perhaps how to better structure the SEO's role within a marketing department so that they're more able to, at the right time, have the right conversations with the right people? I think SEO should be given more seat at the senior table. So we should hopefully start seeing more kind of v- VP that's at SEO from the SEO background. What I usually see is that someone from PPC, you know, gets promoted to directorate level and is on that top seat, but you never see the SEO person become like the head of acquisition. So we want to start seeing more SEOs in head of acquisition roles. So why is that then, do you think? I think it's because it's 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 easy it's so much more easy to say I spent 20 grand on PPC and I got 40,000 pounds you know it's very it's so much more measurable SEO because it's it's not as measurable there's more like correlations than causations and all of that yeah because of that it, it's not seen as a trusted medium they know it makes money but they're not until it stops making money then everyone panics but whilst it's making money, everyone sort of downplays the the dark art of SEO. Let, let me put it that way for lack of a, a, a better word. And no one knows how to, it's not something that's easily understood. And because of the lack of it, and it, it gets really simplified into things like, oh, SEO is creating content. So SEO is not something that's easily measurable. There is a lot of use of the words like correlation, causation. And when, when SEO is working, people tend to just ignore the SEO department and people t- tend to simplify the SEO department. Oh, SEO is creating content. SEO is telling us we need to change this, but it's actually the devs that are making those changes. So it's, it's a difficult sell. Whereas with other departments like PPC, display, it's easy to say, you know, programmatic. It's easy to say that I put in £20,000 and I got £60,000. And then the more you spend, the more information Google gives you. You hear Google, you know, inviting PPC <laughs> managers to the headquarters doing this, giving them that. I've seen Google pulling reports. No one does that for SEO. So they don't really get that prime seat at the table until something is not working. And then everyone's like, oh, we we used to, when we went P1, we used to get all of this traffic. What's happening? And then people start paying attention. So it's because of the oversimplification and the lack of direct measurement in SEO. But more and more and more, people are starting to understand, especially with COVID-19, the perils of not doing SEO. And hopefully that gives us more, you know, gives us better seats at the table. Yeah. However... SEO is getting even harder to measure now because it used to be that you could just target things like gold rings. And if you're ranking, you know, number three on gold rings, then you you could say, okay, I'll get 15% click-through rate or whatever. And um, that 
X bottom line is down to the traffic that I generated as, as a result of that ranking. Now you're saying a lot of the value in SEO is about what customers say about you online, uh, about reviews, uh, about brand uplift. I mean, how on earth do you actually measure that? It's really interesting because those are not things that are easy to track from, you know, the normal tools like Google Search Console because they're not update in real time. But it's building, it, it's getting really good data, people. I admit I don't know how to code, but I really know what I want from data and getting people who are really good with data insights who can scrape and measure and, you know, build tools that can bring all of this data together, all of this house of information together and create really exciting dashboards that can help you identify trends, identify uplifting campaigns and know exactly where it's coming from, being able to filter. And those are things that we really need. I think data is becoming more and more important in SEO and everyone's really trying to, to crack the nail on data because, you know, we're getting less and less from all the Google tools and we just need to be able to find, you know, I'm scraping things like social media, understanding what trends are coming off whenever we launch campaigns, making sure we have responses in there as quickly as possible. So it's all of those kind of things that will be really effective now, making sure that you're owning the SEP whenever someone searches for your brand plus product and really paying attention to that. Because before we just used to pay attention to generics and just think, oh, we'll always be number one for brand, isn't it? But it's understanding those brand results for your key products and making sure that you have an answer to everything or the right things are appearing you know, and again, sometimes you just have to have those difficult conversations and be like, well, this is not an SEO problem. We've done everything from an SEO perspective, <laughs> but the brand is... But the product's rubbish. <laughs> the product's rubbish. And as much as I can shout and be like, hey, this biscuit is great. It's going to make you happy. It's going to make you lighter than light. If it doesn't do that and we're getting trashed online, yeah, SEO absolutely. can't save that. We can't save well, that. So it, it used to be able to save it. Like, say, maybe 10 yeah, plus years yeah, ago, it, yes. um, you, you just build links to rank it number one. Google didn't care about but, uh, lots of things that they care about nowadays. But n nowadays, there are so many elements to the algorithm. And, and talking about that, if people do talk about you positively online, if they talk about your brand a lot on social media, if you get no follow links from social media, is there any traditional SEO value in that? I.e., will Google increase your perceived their, their their perceived authority of you as a result of brand mentions and social media or no follow links? I would say yes because I have seen it work in that way. I mean. Again, it's one of those things where you can't say there is a direct benefit, but you can definitely say there is a correlation. I've worked with brands before who launched you know, a campaign or a product and it started trending on social media and, you know, Google doesn't index social media, blah, blah, blah. But then our rankings increased for like the, the next one, you know, the, the whole day when that was happening, the rankings increased. And as soon as the product died down, it, it went down. So there's always a correlation between things. It, again, who knows what came first, but if something is trending, people search more. Google's whole entire marketing thing is they want to give the users what the users want so if the users are searching for you and they're not clicking on the competitor it only makes sense for you to rank number one at that point so all of these factors kind of have a correlating effect on the fact that if the user demand for you goes up your product goes up i think one of one thing that's really really interesting is um there was a lot of uh in the SEP during the COVID-19, during the COVID-19 pandemic, I saw a lot of like independent providers of medical services really do well in the SEP. And that was as, you know, do better than like other 
bigger competitors that were not providing personalized services and that was because of an increase in demand and then you know that increase in demand and people looking for those services and people saying great things about it you know not being able to access gp services and those products offering like oh we'll, we'll offer you you know a gp appointment on the day we'll offer you whereas the big services were still operating in the same old models they did yeah those small gp services started you know they just literally started killing it in the SERP. So there's always a correlating fact. And they were not doing anything. They were not doing any kind of outreach or any kind of, but just because of that, you know, because of that surging, people now searching for those services, they started to see the rankings and their brand search product like grew exponentially. It was like really interesting to see how as their brand search grew, their generic rankings grew. And as the the demand for the brick providers went down in terms of brand search, their generic rank is also dropped. So it was really interesting to see that. I think SEOs need to do a better job of learning from traditional PR uh, because traditional PR are very good at saying things like, we featured a story of you in this newspaper and this newspaper potentially gets half a million eyeballs. Um, that's you know incredible value for you because of that. And, and they, they kind of measure brand exposure kind of based on perceived opportunities. And I, I don't don't think SEOs maybe shout about the impact that SEO can have on brand uplift uh, quite as much as they should do. do. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that, but it, it's a difficult space because you usually, especially now with the move away from traditional link building, most people use a PR agency. And so the PR agency usually takes credit for placing, you know, securing that coverage so is who gets the credit for that is that the pr agency or the seo department we all know that is valuable and that's how traditional pr has worked but if it's not the seo i mean if the seo team was the one who secured the link by all means scream shout about it stunk you know do a dance about it but yeah it's it really tracking and measuring isn't it is who that kind of link building a lot of people, I hope, have sort of moved away from it and are now working with like, you know, big PR agencies who who know how to get better coverage. So you're sure what SEOs should be doing in 2023? So now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? So I, for one, am really excited about the Google Helpful Content Update because this is something that has been like my bugbear. I've been saying it that SEO has, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if it's SEO's responsibility or Google's responsibility because we all write to serve Google because we want those rankings, but it's sort of destroyed the content landscape. You see the same page titles. It's really difficult to dis- distinguish what content is what is good content and bad content online. And for me, it's, it's the, the, the art of like, you know, just doing a broad keyword research, not offering a product, but because your competitor is writing about that, feeling like you have to write about it, no unique perspective. I think those kind of content should go. SEO is not just about content creation. We should be looking for new ways to add value. If that is not your, you know, if, the, if that's not your core user interest, if you have nothing, even if it if is your user interest, if you have nothing unique to say, don't add to the millions and millions of duplicate content out there. Mm. And hopefully, I, you know, I haven't, I don't know anyone who's been affected. I'm sure there are people out there, but, and I don't know who, how Google is going to police this from, you know, a big brand that has big authority kind of view. But I hope, I genuinely really hope that the helpful content update kind of helps kill 
all of the myriad of trashy duplicate same page titles we see out there and people only write things from a perspective from a unique perspective instead of just because a competitor has that page on their site SEO is not just about content creation. We should be looking for new ways to add value. Love that particular quote. In fact, you should tweet about that. <laughs> tweet that um, at Mira underscore Inam on Twitter. Hashtag SEO in 2023 at Majestic. Uh, let's see uh, your appreciation for that particular quote. Um, Miracle Inameti Archibong is head of SEO at John Lewis Finance, and you can find her over at miracleinamentiarchibong.com. Miracle, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thanks for having me. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. 